Maybe it's a classic, or maybe a flop. Has Katie seen it? She probably has not. She'll sit down and watch it if it's good or it's bad. Hey, have you seen this? No, Katie hasn't seen that. Hi, I'm Katie, and if I had a nickel for every time someone said to me, Wait, you haven't seen this movie? Oh my god, you need to see this movie. I'd be very rich. So this is my podcast, where I finally watch those movies you all have told me I need to see, and I tell you what I think. I am back with another episode of Community Choice. Katie hasn't seen that. And this episode is on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Dun dun dun! This movie is from 1989. Okay, I need some 90s movies. I need some movies from other eras. This one's squeaking in right at the end of 1989, so maybe it'll have a 90s movie feel. But I am fully expecting a stoner movie, which I've seen a lot of stoner movies, and I am not a stoner, so I don't know what that says about me. But I've seen quite a few stoner movies, have not seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. This is an adventure comedy. It's rated PG. So, you know, can't talk about stoner stuff too much. Is this not even a stoner movie? Am I am I going to be like thinking this is about weed and stuff like a Seth Rogen movie from 1989, but it's just not even that at all. It's just two guys having a grand adventure. OK, I think I'm having a small existential crisis. It's fine. I know Keanu Reeves is in this. Alex Winter is in this. I feel like Keanu had a bigger career than Alex Winter. I've been waiting to do a Keanu Reeves movie for Katie Hasn't Seen That for a long time. I kind of want to do Speed, the movie Speed for Katie Hasn't Seen That, not the drug. Oh, God. Okay. also, is this a good time to bring up that I've never seen Dirty Dancing? I don't know why I've been thinking about that. Is that one I should add to the list? Is Dirty Dancing even good? I knew that Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze were in it and they hated each other. And I almost want to watch it to see if I can tell that they hate each other while I'm watching it. But I digress. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I think it's about two high school students who do drugs and go on a wild adventure together. That is the best that I can grasp about this movie because... I feel like the only thing I've ever heard about this or seen is Keanu Reeves going like, all right, or thing, I don't know, things like that, like surfer dude lingo. This is one of four movies that were picked during a poll that I hosted in my Discord channel for Katie Hasn't Seen That, where everybody got to vote on like 30 plus movies. And this was one of the top four that got selected. I know this movie's popular. I know they made a second one called Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure, I think, but I do not believe that that was as well received. It's kind of like when they made Dumb and Dumber -er when Harry met Lloyd. I think it, it kind of had that same vibe. They waited too long in between sequels. And uh, but I don't know. I haven't heard much about the Bogus Adventure one. Upon further inspection, it's called Bogus Journey. Excuse me. I stand corrected. This is a comedy which I'm really looking forward to. I've watched a couple comedies for Katie Hasn't Seen That, but very few of them have gotten more than a... <laughs> So I'm hoping that this one will actually make me LOL, as the kids say, laugh out loud. Not like when you type LOL on your phone, but you're stone cold face and you're not even feeling the emotion of laughter. You all know what I'm talking about. How many of you have sent a message 
in all caps, LOL, and you're not laughing, okay? You're not laughing out loud. You're merely acknowledging that it is a funny thing that you have received. Okay, I've been all over the place. I think this movie might be all over the place. So I'm gonna tell you the ratings before I watch this. It has a seven out of 10 on Internet Movie Database, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 50 on Metacritic. So I don't know what's going on with Metacritic there. And 90% of Google users like this movie. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. People have seen it. I have not. So I'm going to go watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and hope that I have an excellent time. And then I'll let you all know what I think. I have returned and I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Who is this movie for? Like, is it a kid's movie or is it for adults? This is the most stoner movie I've ever seen without any mention of weed. It's like, are these kids just kind of stupid or are they just smoking the reefer all day? I didn't know what I was getting into when I started Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I had no idea that this was a time travel movie. Literally did not see that coming. I don't know what I thought, but I was like, it's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Didn't suspect time travel at all. Though it was interesting, George Carlin's in this. And he plays like a pretty big character in it. He plays Rufus, who kind of helps control or explain the future and the time traveling phone booth. I've never seen Doctor Who, but there was some Doctor Who vibes. I'm assuming it's called a TARDIS. I know that much from Doctor Who, but I also don't understand what the TARDIS does. But I feel like this is similar. This is similar TARDIS vibes, maybe. Does the TARDIS time travel? All I know is in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, they have a phone booth that lets them time travel. And I feel like that's all you pretty much need to know about this movie. To summarize the movie as best as I can and as quickly as I can, legitimately, it's because Bill and Ted want to be in a super crazy, awesome rock band, but they're also not doing well in history class. So their teacher gives them an ultimatum like you need to do well on this history report that you're giving tomorrow or you two are just not going to succeed in history. And they somehow, Bill and Ted, fast forward to the end of the movie. Apparently their band becomes so big that it changes the future. And so someone from the future comes back, a.k.a. Rufus, in his phone booth and was like, you have to do well on this history report or your music will never change the world. And so they essentially traveled through time and pick up historical figures to have in their history report. Otherwise, Ted might be sent to military school and Bill would be without Ted. And so throughout this movie, it's them picking up these historical figures. And then at the end, they have a fantastic report that is almost like a rock concert. I don't know how they had the time to set that up, but you know, they did that and they passed their history exam and essentially saved the future, the future that worships Bill and Ted. All right. I don't even know where to start with this movie. They are legitimately playing Bill and Ted just like super stoner burnout kids, I think. However, I, I think that that's a misconception and I will explain more about that later. But they both talk like, hey, man, like, should we go do this or whatever? And it's pretty much that the whole time. So if you are buckling down to watch Bill and Ted's, just expect that. There is one point in the movie where Ted exclaims, 
no way. And that has somehow become something that's been said over and over in my household. And I feel like it's here to stay. So if you've seen Wayne's World or know of the skit Wayne's World from Saturday Night Live, I started this movie and I was like, is this just a full on ripoff of Wayne's World? Like those two characters from Wayne's World, Wayne and Garth are very similar to Bill and Ted. Wayne's World came out in 1992. However, the skit for Wayne's World first appeared in 1989. But here's the thing. I did some digging because I had to know the first Wayne's World skit premiered on SNL on February 18th. 1989. Guess the initial release date of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. If you guessed February 17th, 1989, you have won a prize of knowing this information, but also it's a coincidence. No, did the trailers for Bill and Ted permeate existence and then Mike Myers and Dana Carvey were like, ding, 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 let's get in on this. I don't know. I need to know. What do you all think of the whole Wayne's World versus Bill and Ted's thing? I feel like it's more than a coincidence. I've also heard that there's this phenomenon in Hollywood when someone's like shopping around a script, the scuttlebutt gets out. Hence why Pixar made A Bug's Life and then DreamWorks made Ants. Just saying, there's usually sometimes two movies that come out at the same time that you're like, that's the same concept. What the f***? And maybe this was one of those instances. It just seems awful suspicious to me. And when I started Bill and Ted, I was like, this is just like Wayne's World, but with time travel. So the movie starts off. Ted's dad finds out Ted's not doing well in history class. So Ted's dad is like, I'm going to send you to military school. Can we just the trope of sending your child to military school? How common is that? Like, was Ted a bad enough kid that he needed to be sent to military school? I'm just wondering why in so many movies parents are like that's it i've had it up to here to military school with you it just seems a little bit excessive and it seems like an unrealistic trope spoiler ted did not go to military school but i called it before the dad even said and i'm like he's gonna get sent to military school isn't he and he was going to be if he did not pass his history test there is a lot writing on this history test okay there's also just something that is pop culturally it's not even pop culture. It's a snack food thing. In this movie, Bill is eating the brand of chips called Kettle Cooked Chips. And I didn't know Kettle Cooked Chips existed in 1989. I literally had a moment of like, wait a second. Like you see the branding of Kettle Cooked Chips. I thought that was like a new thing. I thought that was something that came out in the 2000s. So I was watching this movie and I was like, "What? wait, Kettle Cooked Chips were around in 1989 and my brain kind of exploded. Did any of you know that Kettle Cooked Chips existed in 1989 and seemed like they must have been a popular snack food if it was in the movie? Also, was it product placement? This is opening up a whole can of worms. Moving on. I started writing things down, okay, about this movie. Because Bill and Ted are supposed to be these dummies, right? Yet they're using words like egregious, afoot, unprecedented, and oddity. These are some of the most well-spoken, unintelligent people I have ever heard. I don't think Bill and Ted are as dumb as they are meant to be in this movie. And maybe that was done on purpose. I think Bill and Ted are actually incredibly smart. Also, using their phone book time machine to get people from history and to bring them to their report is a genius idea. Also, I mean, I don't even want to talk about the repercussions on history that that might have. Like Napoleon is one of the historical figures they bring back. Napoleon was also awful in this. And I love the way that they did the whole Napoleon storyline. 
But like all these historical figures are learning things from our time and then taking it back to their time. And wouldn't it alter the whole course of history like a butterfly's wings right here in our backyard can cause a tsunami on the other side of the world? I've always heard you don't mess with that in time travel. And that's just a plot hole I'm going to have to let go of. I also need to point out that Bill's dad is super creepy in this. And that's all I'll say about it. He's just kind of creepy. He's got a young wife who apparently Ted asked to the prom before she graduated. I just don't know. It's just the way. And then, oh, God, Bill's dad was going to get it on with his wife in his son's bedroom. And he kicked his son and his friend out to do that. I don't know. Thoughts on Bill's dad, everybody. I feel like Bill's dad kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. There's this thing that they did throughout the movie. Bill and Ted would air guitar and like an actual guitar sound would play like a that was my air guitar sound. (laughs) I mean, it sounded like I was playing a guitar. I know. I didn't like that, though. I kind of was a little bit annoyed every time they did it. The sound effects that they would pop in. It just made it more cartoony than I would have preferred. And granted, I do feel like if it was just them doing the air guitar without that sound effect. It would be what some might call even more lame. But I didn't love that. I don't like when movies pop in sound effects that like boing and things like that. That just, I think, take away from things as a whole. It makes me take it a little bit less seriously. But I may be misremembering this, but I loved the movie George of the Jungle as a kid. And I think they added a lot of sound effects into that movie. So maybe I shouldn't be one to judge. They go back in time. They get Napoleon. They get Abraham Lincoln. They get Genghis Khan. They get a bunch of people from history. But they also go back into the Western times of the U.S. and get Billy the Kid. And I'd just like to point out that they go to a saloon back then. And the bartender, they go up to the bar and they're like, we'd like a beer, please. And the bartender just gives them like 40s to drink. And I'm like, I don't know. That just was something I made a note on. And I don't know why it's important to me, but I just thought that was interesting. This movie felt incredibly 80s to me. It was kind of cartoony. It kind of had magic school bus vibes when they're time traveling and they're in the phone booth. The phone booth at one point malfunctions because, I mean, they've been going through time. And they've been dealing with a lot of things throughout said time. And the antenna that I think helps keep the phone booth going gets damaged. And they're just kind of going through wormholes. And it just reminded me of The Magic School Bus, which is a show, a cartoon I grew up with, which is about a cartoon teacher named Mrs. Frizzle. And she would take the kids on field trips to like inside the body. Like, we're going to learn about the heart today, kids. And then she'd like put them in the Magic School Bus and shrink down and go through someone's nose. And then they'd learn about someone's lungs or heart. It just felt like they were on a magic school bus, but it was a phone booth and they were learning things. It was like a stoner's magic school bus with at times a little too much. Whoa, no way, dude. You know, one of the things I actually really loved about this movie, they went back to these different time periods and different places in history. They go get Socrates, which they call him like Socrates which I actually really enjoyed. I went to college and I actually started out as a media theater arts major. And surprisingly, there was a class I took where I had to watch classic films and take tests on them and write reports on them. And uh, cut to now, who would have thought? Uh, But I switched my major to psychology and philosophy, a minor in philosophy. So I've learned a lot about Socrates and Plato and Rene Descartes and all the modern and historically ancient uh, philosophers. So I love that they had Socrates in this. But one of the things I really liked, 
is when they found Napoleon, when they found uh, Socrates, when they went to these other countries in the ancient times. They kept it in the like normal language that was spoken back then. Like Napoleon was speaking French. So they kept it in the language that those folks would have spoken when they were alive. And I really like that because I feel like a lot of movies tend to go the route of we'll just make them have a British accent. That way, it's like, you know, they're from another place. So Socrates would have been like, oh, hello, boys. It's me, Socrates. Welcome to ancient Greece. I also think it added a dynamic of, well, Bill and Ted couldn't understand some of these people. It added a fun dynamic. But I just really appreciated that. It didn't feel like a lazy way of dealing with that specifically and not going, oh, just give them a British accent. You know, it'll it'll show the audience that they're, you know, they don't speak the same language. So I really appreciated that. And I just got startled because I looked up Socrates and I have a page pulled up and I forgot that his cause of death was execution by forced suicide by poisoning. And damn, I'm just so glad we don't live back in the old times. I'm just going to throw that out there. At least Socrates got to go on an adventure before that with Bill and Ted because this is canon now. Everything that happened with every historical figure in this is true. So I watched this with Mark and Mark had a great thought about this. If you've ever seen Dude, Where's My Car, which I have, <laughs> everyone's like, you haven't seen The Godfather or Scarface or 2001 A Space Odyssey. But I, I, yes, I have seen Dude, Where's My Car. Okay. Mark mentioned that Dude, Where's My Car is essentially a Bill and Ted's for our generation, which I don't know what that says about our generation. But, you know, I, I can get behind that. I have to say there didn't feel like there was a lot to talk about with this movie. There was a part where they're fixing the antenna and they're all chewing bubblegum and they're making a bubblegum ball. And I actually screamed when this part happened because Keanu Reeves put his mouth on the gumball before handing it uh, to Bill. And I'm a germaphobe. I'm just, this is who I am. I don't like sharing drinks, okay? I don't, I don't want to let you have a bite of my food. Like, let's just not do that. It's not sanitary. I don't know where your mouth's been, okay? And in... <laughs> In this movie, they're making this gumball to hopefully fix the antenna. And each historical figure is chewing gum. They take it out of their mouths. They put it on the gumball. They hand it to the next person. And it gets to Keanu Reeves. And Keanu Keanu Reeves puts his mouth on it to put his gum on it. And I literally screamed. Please tell me I'm not alone in this. It was a lot for me to handle, but I got through it. But I need to know I'm not alone. That's so gross. Okay. I'm not sure I'll ever recover from that, but I think that's one of the most memorable things from the movie for me. The ending, it was fine. They had their report. It was a little awkward. It was kind of a goofy way to tie it all together. Before all this, Bill and Ted dropped off the historical fic, dropped off the historical figures at a mall and things just go amok. If you can imagine Genghis Khan, a loose in a mall, as well as Joan of Arc, who took over an exercise class? I don't know. There was a whole prison sequence when, but we eventually land at the history report time and it all goes well. Everything goes well. So they send each person back to where they came from. There was a time they went back to England in the medieval-esque times and Bill and Ted meet two lovely ladies, young ladies that Ted calls the babes. And they were to be married to two very ugly, old, mean men, I think. And so Ted was like, we have to save them. But they they had to travel and, you know, get more historical figures for their report. So at the end of the movie, Rufus shows up and brings the two babes before Bill and Ted. And like they show up and apparently the two girls are in the band uh, that 
forces changes the future of our world because bill and ted are kind of like idols in the future like gods of a certain sort is what i got from it uh, but the girls show up and they're like dressed in 80s clothes and rufus is like i saved them and bill and ted each get a girl and then I don't know, like it was just kind of weird and it felt out of place and kind of like unnecessary. But I feel like a lot of times movies do that. They're like, we have to have a romance aspect because we got to hit all the margins and we got to make sure we get all the demographics. And it just felt weirdly out of place for me. I don't know. The ending of the movie was a little lackluster. This is the thing I'll say about Bill and Ted's. I watched it and I didn't like mind it. It wasn't at all what I expected, but I kind of forgot about it immediately after I watched it. And I won't lie to you. This is several days later that I'm recording this and I'm like, oh, I got to record Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for Katie hasn't seen that. So here I am. I'm giving you my review. I, I don't even have my review yet for it. I have my rating thing here and I don't even have what I gave it. So this is going to be an on the fly. Katie hasn't seen that review. I'm not mad that y'all made me watch it. It was just kind of there. It really wasn't anything special. I, I feel like some people are like, oh, my God, I love Bill and Ted. I actually had something pulled up the other day and someone in their background had a huge ass tapestry of Bill and Ted. So there are some people out there who absolutely love this two pieces. And I'm not one of them. Like I saw it and I'm like, do I want to even watch Bill and Ted's bogus journey? Like, is that even a thing that I should do? It just wasn't very memorable to me. All right. So I'm going to give it a rating. I will say I did enjoy this more than other movies I've watched for Katie hasn't seen that. So I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10 air guitar solos. So there you have it. I saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I, I did. I watched it. I watched it. There's still two more movies coming up for the community chosen Katie hasn't seen that episodes. And the next one will be another feature for that. But before I leave, we're doing a new segment where I am reading some comments from you all from either my Twitter, YouTube, or Discord channel on Katie Hasn't Seen That, where there's lots of incredible discussion about movies in the podcast and all that good stuff. So I watched Blade Runner last time. And boy, oh boy, there was a lot of discussion. Some people were upset with me. Some people agreed with me and some people were like, that's fair. You're allowed to have your opinion, but you're wrong. So I'm just going to read a couple. I, I couldn't just choose one. So I chose a couple things to share today. The first being from Trance and Discord, who wrote a wonderful post with lots of good information and thoughts on the movie. But this part specifically stuck out to me. Trance says, I think Deckard is a replicant of some kind. Among other clues, that line is repeated at the end about who truly lives could be implying that Deckard isn't alive either. I'm sure there are holes that can be poked into anyone's theory whether or not he is or isn't a living human, but he is cold, antisocial, and as the protagonist of the movie, he sets the tone for it. This was something I meant to bring up in my review of Katie Hasn't Seen That. I forgot to mention that I thought Deckard could potentially be a replicant based on what the movie had presented us. So I was really happy that you brought this point up, Trance, because I agree. I think it's highly suspicious. And I do wonder if it was implied that Deckard is, in fact, a replicant himself. And I have another opinion to share from my YouTube where Ryan's channel commented on my Blade Runner episode. And Ryan said, I couldn't disagree more with you on the execution of Blade Runner. 
I honestly feel like its story, while not perfectly paced, does such an amazing job beautifully exploring its mystery, characters, and overall themes on humanity. Its story is thoroughly engaging and the way it unravels is both unpredictable yet emotionally resonant. The characters are all extremely layered and the replicants are beautifully fleshed out and how it executes its message perfectly complements the execution of the story itself and the mystery behind replicants and the humanity behind them. Thank you, Ryan, for sharing your thoughts on Blade Runner. I know that this is a movie that you probably loved. I definitely had a different experience with it, but it's also nice to hear the other side and hear what other folks think about these movies. Sometimes y'all tell me stuff and I'm like, you know what? I didn't think about it this way. And so I really appreciate those who do take the time to comment on my YouTube, on my Twitter posts, and also in Discord so we can continue these awesome discussions. That's it for me. I will be back with another episode very soon with another community highlight. And boy, I'm not ready for this one. So I will catch you all in the next episode. If you want to hang out with me more, or if you just want to yell at me for my thoughts on a specific movie, I stream over on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash katiepetersplays. Also, feel free to follow and chat with me on Twitter at PlayKatiePlay and on Instagram at katiepetersplays. Music written and performed by Mark Can Do It. Katie Hasn't Seen That is a part of the Geek Generation Network. Until next time, keep your popcorn warm for me. 